Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go, hour two on a Monday, live in Los Angeles. It's the Hurt, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Good stuff today. A lot of things went on over the weekend, as you know, on Monday. Uh, my favorite segment, Colin Wright, Colin Wrong. There was plenty of both. There was actually a lot on this weekend. I watched some baseball, United States men's national team. How good did they look this weekend? NBA trades. I was telling a friend this weekend, if, if NFL and NBA free agency was a league, if that was a league, it'd be like second or third favorite. I, I, and I know overwhelmingly the moves are all incremental. There was no Danny Ainge deal here. I mean, Houston got better, but, you know, they're not a real challenger. Uh, now, I do think if Dame goes to Miami, that's not incremental. I think Beal to Phoenix, we'll see over time. That's not incremental. That's a better basketball team. But, um, you know, I, I try not to have addictions outside of caffeine, and I love free agency. I, I, can't, I can't get enough. I'm, I try to stay off my phone on the weekends. I'm, like, just sitting there for, like, three hours trying to figure out all these stories. I loved it. So here we go. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong on a Monday. Where Colin was right. When the GM came out last week for the Blazers and said, we are building a future with Dame, I said, oh, nonsense. You're just playing, you know, to the fans and playing to the media. Bottom line is 11 years, five first-round exits, and three non-playoff teams. Loyal to what? Dame's getting older. He still has value. One more injury to Dame, who's had injury-plagued years the last two years. He doesn't have the same value. He is a shot maker and a defensive liability, and I like him a lot. But now is the time. Portland's going to have a really fun future. Uh, Sharp is interesting. Simons, uh, Scoot. I can't wait to watch him play. Uh, Nurkic is a good player. Jeremy Grant. Uh, You're going to get something back for Dame. Probably not as much as you want unless there's a third team. But I never bought into this Dame and the Blazers or the future stuff. 
where Colin was wrong. Uh, I would not have re-signed a D'Angelo Russell. Now, Rob Palenka got him for two years. You can move off him in a year. Everybody loves those last year, the contract players. He was dreadful against Denver. There's a reason he lasted 15 minutes in Golden State. He's squirrely, kind of immature. He shot 13% from the floor against Denver, had a series-worst minus 47. If I recall, the plus-minus in that series for the Lakers was mid-20, and he was minus 47. He literally, they benched him. Uh, this is this has been it when he was with the Lakers the first time. This time, Golden State, Minnesota. He's really talented. He does give you a shooter. I get it. Like, like he'll get good looks. Lakers could ill afford to not have another shooter. Uh, I would have moved off him. I thought they would. They didn't. Where Colin was right. Uh, Bill Belichick continues to utterly confound me uh, by signing Devontae Parker. <laughs> I, I just give up. He's last in the NFL the last three years in separation. He doesn't separate him. Mac Jones won't throw to him. And they give him three years and potentially $33 million. He just can't pull away from people. Either can Juju Smith-Schuster, though he's far more productive. Um, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Uh, and then they go into the draft and draft three guards and two kickers as the slowest offense in the league. Sometimes you just have to, I'm just lost. I don't understand what they're doing. I need a roadmap, a GPS system with a, with the Patriots offense. I don't understand any of it. Uh, it's a speed league. It's a perimeter league. And they re-signed Devontae Parker. And for money. I don't get it. Where Colin was right. When Draymond punched Jordan Poole, I said on the air, Draymond will be around. Poole's gone. Uh, sooner or later, it'll happen. And it's what happened. Listen, Draymond had a market. I think he would have been a great fit in Sacramento and a great fit in Dallas, maybe in Portland. He is a very unique player where he averages seven and a half points a game. And Steve Kerr has told people I know privately after Steph, he's the soul of the organization. Uh, he does so many things well beyond shoot and he can occasionally hit a jumper. But um, the, the bottom line is Jordan Poole punt. There's a lot more punches thrown at practice than anybody care to believe. You just see it in football and you're okay with it. Kerr was madder the video got out than he was at Draymond where Colin was wrong. You know, my rule is be aggressive in sports. It's kind of backfired for the Padres and Mets. Unbelievable. Both are 38 and 46. In baseball, it's hard to buy wins. You can buy pressure, and there's a lot of pressure on the Padres, and there's a ton of pressure on the Mets, and how that that kind of translates to getting tight at the plate. Neither team can hit. San Diego's hitting 233. The Mets are hitting 240. Uh, and I think they both went out with splashy hires to buy wins. And what it bought is enormous pressure on these rosters. And they're just bad baseball teams right now. Where Colin was right. The Athletic named its most overhyped NFL teams. And it had Jets one and the Cowboys three. I like Dallas. They're not a Super Bowl team. And I like the Jets. But they got a below-average offensive line, and Aaron's never played with a defensive coach. And let's be honest, that division's filthy. It's got Belichick, it's got Tua and Mike McDaniel and weapons, and Buffalo's a loaded roster. So I think the Jets have a very good defensive roster, but their offensive pieces um, are young. I mean, Garrett Wilson, good kid. I mean, if I told you tomorrow, uh, Brees Hall never came back, was never the, the same running back. You got one young receiver you love and a meh offensive line. Take a deep breath. Where Colin was wrong. I can't figure out the Sixers. So they're not going to re-sign Tyrese Maxey? 
or he's in trade talks. Why do I love him so much? Sometimes you get these dynamic young small players and they're fun to watch, but they can't shoot. Westbrook, John Morant, Derrick Rose, John Wall. This kid can shoot. Uh, I don't know. I, I know he's small, probably never going to be a franchise guy, but he's dynamic. He can shoot. He plays hard. I also like young players. He obviously works hard. He is better every 30 games. He feel like he's a better player. But Tyrese Maxey's name being bantied about, uh, boy, have I misjudged this situation. Where Colin was right. I said when he came out last year, he's not only better than Babe Ruth, it's like embarrassing to argue it. Shohei Otani is unbelievable. His comp is Michael Phelps. Uh, He's your classic international player that didn't do what our domestic players often do, which is specialize in one thing. He's like Jokic, who can pass, shoot, ball handle. Otani does everything. He can run. He hits for power. He leads baseball in all the power stats. He's a draw. He can pitch. Um, I mean, he's remarkable. The fact that he can garner so much power, he had six home runs and seven-game homestand, and he's 210 pounds. I mean, if you go to the history of power hitters in recent years, they just, that's not, should not be leading baseball in all the power stats. He's really a remarkable all-time player. Where Colin was right. I have said for the last six months, this United States men's national team, the depth is remarkable. I mean, listen, our B team won Literally, we had two hat tricks over the weekend. Blowing through Trinidad-Tobago, say what you want, they took us out of the World Cup several years ago. Um, The speed, the depth, the skill is really noticeable. How fast is this team? They're very good at not only attacking, and their coach, B.J. Gallahan, the interim coach, is allowing them to play a highly aggressive style. Now, that's easier, obviously, against teams that you have superior talent. That's been the knock on Burhalter that he tends to be a bit more passive and not as aggressive. Well, when you're playing the Netherlands or England, you can't be. This team is really good. The fact that our B team was up 3-0 quickly against anybody is pretty remarkable. Remember beating Canada about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, without two of our best players who had red-carded? This is a really special team. And I am not some hype master with the United States National teams, I've said for years, there's a reason we play defensively against great teams. They have better players. We'll get burned. This is a unique group. We're still, what, three years from a North American on our soil or close to it, World Cup. This team can be a threat. I'm not, I know I sound like crazy town. They are fast, they are skilled, and we are deep. We, I said it, we. Colin right, Colin wrong on a Monday. All right. He's here to defend Austin Reeves. Of course he is. Dan Wojcicki, L.A. Times, the Lakers, who had a very nice weekend. I liked it. I applaud it. I don't think competency is revolutionary. Let's get to the Austin Reeves thing. So Yeah, they, 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 they missed out on some names on their list, Colin. The, the Lakers were really into Kelly Olenek, Mac McClung, <laughs> Patrick Beverly. Okay. No, go ahead. So – this is what happens in my space. I okay. like Austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. I would I would have retained him. They got him for a good number. Yep. Very good deal. Good. One of, they, it'll be one of the – he'll walk into training camp, you know, as the starting shooting guard on one of the best contracts in the league. Yeah, it's very good. And I also thought, um, you know, I, I, I think there are – you can get 
guys on good contracts. I mean, I know it's a backup player, but Gordon for the Suns is a really redeemable contract. for a Oh, guy it's that, a great deal. It's a great deal for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing on Austin Reeves, and I've said this about, you see this in, in football a lot. In football, if a guy, a lot of the guys that get drafted in the first round are like, they play three years in college. They don't redshirt. They're like 21 years old. They come mm-hmm. to the NFL. They have high ceilings. Yep. So you draft them with a lot of it not being just production ceiling. But as you get fifth-year seniors out of Wisconsin, he is what he is. And by the way, he'll go fourth round, but he's valuable. Austin spent a lot of years in college, two years into the league. He's an older, experienced 25, more mature than a lot of kids that come out of college. And I like him. He's at 10 points a game. I think it'll get to 16 and a half, maybe 17, three assists. I like him a lot. That's basically what he was when he moved into the starting lineup, right? He was about 16 and four on a almost 50, 40, 90 shooting. And I like that. Mm-hmm. But I think there's this sense that if LeBron and AD got, one of them got hurt. Sure. And he had to be your two in the playoffs. You're probably not in the West winning that series. Is that reasonable? No, no, it's, yeah, it is. But I mean, I think that's true for virtually any player making $20 million or less that isn't, you know, uh, on a, a rookie contract like Victor Wembanyama or, or something right, in, right. down the road, right? Like, I think that that is, you know, that's basically true for most complimentary players, right? Like, I mean, you mentioned Tyrese Maxey earlier. and So I like and, him a lot. And maybe, maybe, but I think he's, you know, probably a different class of prospect yes. than Austin Reeves. But it's, you know, I had a conversation with a scout, um, you know, kind of we were talking about contracts and stuff like that. And, and this was before... Uh, you know, Austin wasn't able to get a restricted offer, which right. says more, I think, about restricted free agency than it does about how well he played. Okay. Um, because the Lakers could match anything. That's right. Normally, if you're going to get a player in restricted free agency, you have to overpay. Right. And there there wasn't really an overpay available. I, yeah, I don't think he's an overpay guy. Yeah. I think he, he is. And I'll say Even this. at the $100 million for 100, I think most people around the NBA would have viewed that as a reasonable match. Like for a starting shooting guard at age 25, in year two, like certainly getting ready to who's shown improvement at every step along the way. Right. Like, yeah. so there are some questions I think about like what his ceiling is, but I can tell you that even internally within the Lakers, um, that was those, that ceiling went up um, this year as to what they thought he could be when they saw him move into the starting line, because we did see him without LeBron James for a, a pretty good chunk of, of games in the second half of the season when LeBron was out with the foot injury um, you know, it was D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Anthony Davis, Rui Hachimura, like really not even Rui Hachimura at that time. You know, it was those were the three guys that were kind of leading this charge. And we saw games where Austin had, you know, 30 points, got to the free throw line 15, 16 times. Um, so I, I think, though, but I was talking to anyways, to, I digress. I was talking to the scout and I, I'd asked him, you know, about Desmond Bain, who was taken 30th. I believe, or 29th in the first round of the draft. It was a zero-star recruit. Yeah, and just got a $200 million extension. Yeah. And I think the notion, this scout said that Desmond Bain, he viewed as a better player than Austin Reeves. I do. But it was closer than most people would think. And if you, you know, it's funny because those two guys were matched up in the first round of the playoffs, and I would say Austin got the better of him the first three or four games. Bain kind of wore him down a little bit over the course of the series because – you know they were they were they were running Austin through right. Dylan Brooks but Bain and different got stuff. Paid to some degree. Sometimes you get paid not for your talent. There's a reason they brought Marcus Smart in. Bain is a grown up. Mm-hmm. He's a grinder. He's really good too. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, but he is viewed as in an instable situation. Unstable, excuse me. Sure. Marcus and Bain, no problems. Yeah, they're viewed. I mean, I think 
they haven't gone out and looked for is Derek Rose even on that team? Did they make a no, run? No, they did. They, yeah. yeah. No, you know, as someone I think as a jaw right. mentor. So and essentially, stuff, yeah. guys now are getting paid in Memphis, sort of, sure. to get this thing under control. That's okay. I totally buy that. Yeah. But I, but I, my, again, I, I can like players. Like, I thought the two guys you had to retain were Reeves and Rui. Yep. 100%. And I thought, um, you know, Pat Riley lets Gabe Vincent go, but he's a shooter. And if you play with LeBron, you get shots. I'm, I'm okay, always overpaying for a young shooter. Who, again, undrafted. I think he's undrafted. Great story, he was. hard worker, typical Heat culture kid. Like you got couldn't no, even get on a summer league roster. I mean, that's like, like that's the climb that that Gabe <laughs> Vincent has been on. But right? like, there's a lot more of that in the league than anybody wants to admit. Totally. Yeah, I mean, the, I think if you look at you know the start of free agency, you look at Fred VanVleet, Draymond Green, um, Austin Reeves. Bang. Um, Desmond Bay. I mean, these are guys that are non-lottery players, certainly. And we're seeing a ton of lottery extensions go out around the league right yeah. now. And like, that's fine. Like that's, that is the, the straightest line path to being great in the NBA. That'd be the advice I'd give any kid out there who wants to be a good best player. You want to be a good NBA player, get drafted first. That's like the, that's the best path. The higher you are in the draft, generally speaking, the more chance you have to attain that's, success. That's right. But I mean, Nikola Jokic. I mean, there there are different pathways, especially as the game changes and the court gets more open. There's more skill involved and stuff like that. I think there are, I mean, you know, that's one of the things with, with Austin Reeves, I think that the Lakers are betting on is that, you know, his ceiling isn't maybe just nice story. I think he surpassed nice underdog story. I mean, he is a going to play for Team USA this summer and it's not the Team USA type of class that you would look at and be like, oh my gosh, this is loaded with stars. But, I mean, it's a group that has, like, Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, and stuff like that. And and, and I think he's one of the best guards in, in the NBA under the age of 25, 26. He's, he's a good, really good young player, and that's why the Lakers prioritized him. And it's it's really why they suppressed his market and restricted free agency by telling everybody, we will match anything. And so you can offer him $100 million, but it's a waste of your time. All right, let's go to um, – I, I do think it's interesting that people hate – you know, small markets get worked sure. up about mobility, but it's not like small market Milwaukee didn't go out and get this guy and this guy and this guy and yep. Drew Holiday. Mobility's everywhere. Portland, by the way, is going to make a big move for Dame, and they're going to bring all sorts of people in, and they went and got a Jeremy Grant. Everybody's getting somebody. Like this idea that everybody wants to go play for the Knicks. They've missed on so many free sure. agents through the years. Give me a break. Look at the Chicago Bulls free agency history for a place that supposedly would attract free agents. So in the end... Phoenix, it's a winter league. It's warm weather. That's always been kind of attractive. I've had players say that. Sleeping giant, really, in a lot of ways. But I, I look at this team, and w- here's what I really like about it. Gordon, they stole off the bench. Mm-hmm. They also went and got a stretch four and some size. I do worry about Aiton being the fourth option and being pouty and disengaged. Mm-hmm. But they do have enough duplication, Dan. Dan Wojcicki joining us for our radio audience, LA Times, that you could give. K- you could go to KD and say, I want 52 regular season. Beal, 62. Booker, 68. Sure. And that means Aiton is your third option on most nights and sometimes down the floor is second. Because I do think it's a bit problematic. Aiton has shown the ability to pout. And if you're the fourth option, he's not getting that ball. They have so much duplication, even counting Gordon with shooters. You can really juggle this lineup, Dan, and give give one of them a night off during the regular season. Yeah. And still be, if you told me, KD missed a series. I think you could win a playoff series with this. I think it's that 
It's got that much offense. I think it's hard to do um, that way, and I think that's one of those approaches that when teams build these three-star lineups, like that, that is like a common thought, right? But I, I, I think organically, like Colin, those nights are going to happen, right? Like Devin Booker's going to pull a hamstring, and he's going to miss two weeks. Like yeah. that is going to happen. History has shown us that Bradley Beal will probably be hurt at some point. Like that is part of the deal. Same with Kevin Durant, right? Like he will have a sore knee or something or an ankle. And, and so that you hope that the luck lines up in a way where you'll be able to do it. But you're right. Like they do it. They are top heavy enough seemingly that they should be able to navigate that. And I think, you know, I was talking to an executive who thought that they did about as good as they could do with the, with, with the constrictions that they had based on this trade, you know, uh, kind of a I, I mean, bench. and then you, and, and you look at some of these guys and they might not be names that, that, that people, you know, really know, like it's hard to get super excited if you, it, unless you really follow basketball, but like Yuta Watanabe, Right. Who, like, yeah. You know, who like went a huge chunk of the season without missing. It was just like <laughs> one of the best three point shooters in the league. Um, you know, Bates Giap from San Antonio was a guy who shot, you know, 38 percent as a really versatile defender. I think a guy that Frank Vogel is, is going to love playing like that just seems like, you know, Frank Vogel's kind of player. And, and they did pretty good. You know, it's hard, though. But and, and it's one of those things like you think back to the teams that have had the most success you know, with three stars. And obviously you think about, you know, the Miami heat and yes, they had LeBron James. Yes. They had Chris Bosh. Yes. They had Dwayne Wade, but huge parts of those championship runs were the fact that Mario Chalmers was the right player for the right situation. Also that, that Shane Battier and Mike Miller were really good free agency signings. Ray Allen, eventually really good free agency signings. Um, So when you do have these spots, you you just can't miss. You have to use your. Right. You have to use the avenues you have, and right now they are selling to free agents like Eric Gordon no. and those other guys opportunity to play, opportunities to win, and they've gotten they've done pretty well. If you look at the team that didn't work thrown together, they had a first year coach, Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. The other ones, Boston, Doc Rivers, Eric Spolstra, Steve Kerr, Frank Vogel. It does help. It's a it's fluid. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of personality. I mean, Frank. And in fairness, Frank struggled with it in L.A you know, two years ago with Russell Westbrook, well, LeBron James, but that's fit and stuff like that. And this is a smoother fit. I think Devin Booker can play on the ball a little bit more and is a pretty good passer. I think certainly the ball skills for Kevin Durant are outrageous. Like that guy can do everything, um, you know, but I, I, I think that there's something to that. I do think it might be a right coach, right time situation in Phoenix. And um, it's going to be hard. You're going to have depth issues, um, but you have 82 games to kind of settle on, you know, the eight guys that you trust. And, you know, come playoffs, like, you, I mean, I, I, see, I generally think in the playoffs, the way their roster's built, like those three guys are going to have to stay healthy. Yeah. It's going to be really hard. Otherwise, I mean, we saw that with Brooklyn. Yeah. You lose one, you lose two. Next thing you know, you're out of the, you're out of the playoffs. Yeah. But I, I, I do kind of believe in the fact that they've got enough time and they've got enough talent to find the right pieces that fit because, yes, this, the Suns are really, in a lot of ways, a microcosm of the NBA. You have those super top-tier talented players and then everybody else in the league, it's about situation and opportunity. Yeah. And you get in the right situation, you get the right opportunity, you get a chance to shine. Someone else's trash is your treasure. And I think the this, this Suns team is a really good opportunity to show that. So uh, the, the, the Heat uh, are a lot of things. Uh, they're not covert on their messaging. It's pretty clear what they're doing. Struce, see ya. Mm-hmm. Gabe, bye. Uh, they can move off other pieces. Oladipo. Yeah, Victor Oladipo. That's right. So it's mm-hmm. like they're clearing up space. Yep. Um, for Dame, I think he fits because I think Dame, the market's interesting. I, I compared him to a convertible sports car. It works in Miami in warm weather. It's useless in Anchorage. 
is that he has to be surrounded by length and defenders. Sure. Bam and Butler are. So you can get away with it. He works, you know, he would work in Milwaukee where you have a rim protector, Drew Holiday. But he's not a defender. He's small and a bit injury prone. But Miami's the fit. Bam, Butler, Dame is, that sounds like a title team. The question becomes fairly obvious. What do they give Portland? Yeah, I think that is what I'm so interested in, you know, and I'm sure, you know, people like our friend Bill Orman at the Oregonian yeah. and are, are, t- are talking about this where it does sort of feel like either you placate Dame or you go get the best offer, right? Like that those are the pathways. And if and ideally, if you're, you know, Joe Cronin, they're two, two separate questions. Like, like I hopefully Miami isn't the best offer because it should feel like you should be able to get more if it is a one-for-one trade, then Tyler Hero, who doesn't really fit your timeline. It doesn't. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, picks. Like, you can get some draft picks and some swaps and stuff like that. You know, I think certainly if the Brooklyn Nets um, are as interested as reportedly, I think they have an offer. Like what? Like I mean, Bridges? I, no, I, 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 it's not a win-now situation, Colin. I, it's a pick situation is that you take on the draft picks that the Nets got back from Phoenix. You take on the draft picks that the Nets got – you know, and the Philly deal for Harden, um, maybe you house Ben Simmons for a year in Portland. Like, I mean, you are kicking the ball down the road. Like, this is a yeah, an not extended, a championship. This team is now. an extended rebuild at this point, and, and that's why some people were kind of curious about the Jeremy Grant deal. I had one scout. I was on the phone with him actually when Damian Lillard requested the trade, and I and I said, "Whoa, the Grant deal looks a little different now." And he said, "You know, he joked that it was maybe it was like an airline ticket where you get 24 hours after you book it <laughs> to, to kind of you can you can pull back." But you know, um, Jeremy Grant will have value sure. regardless what they do because he's a pro. Yeah, and you don't want to give Scoot Henderson just like nothing around him. You That's want right. you want. And, and you want Nurkic, to develop him and stuff like Nurkic that. Nurkic is a player. See, I think if I was trading Dame, I'd try to trade Nurkic in that deal too. I try to get off the Nurkic money and and, and use like your opportunities so to do that. So then you need three teams. You need a third team. Maybe. I mean, it's hard to get to sixty million with Miami. I mean, you could take back Duncan Robinson. You could take back, you know, um, you could take back Martin. You can take back um, different players like that, and maybe you pawn you, you pawn them off down the road. I I just think that you know if you're you're Portland, the question is is like. You've shown loyalty to Damian Lillard um, time and time again, and he's shown loyalty to you. It's been a good relationship. This is, like, not a messy breakup by any stretch. I, I, I think the – it is now – I feel like Portland has done enough, right? And now now they can take Damian Lillard to the open market, and he's a player that's under contract, and they should they should open it to all bidders. Who wants him? You know, is it just the Heat? Um, you know, would – San Antonio be interested in, in, in kind of building their culture um, ground up? Like, you, you know, that's a name that's that's been mentioned. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn certainly is, 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 a, is, is a team that could put together Damian Lillard, Mikel Bridges, Nick Claxton, Cam Johnson. Like, that's a pretty good core in the East. You know, it's young. It's upcoming. Like, like I think those are I, – I, I think you need to explore all your options. You shouldn't just be on the phone with Pat Riley. I, my takeaway is if Dame – and this is okay uh, – in the NFL, there's always – we like to pretend that everybody's got a chance to win. Yep. But in college football, I can tell you right now, USC, Michigan, LSU, Bama, Georgia. Yeah. Ohio State. You, you probably look at the SEC. You probably look at, like, two teams in the Big Ten and you'd be like, okay, it's probably coming from okay. one of these teams. And in the NFL, we think it's a wide-open bubble. It's about six teams. Sure. If Dame went to Miami. They're one of the teams. Well, and it's a pretty small list. Mm-hmm. Denver, Phoenix, Milwaukee, then Miami. 
I'm, I, I think Boston, I'm there with Boston. I'm there with Boston. They don't have a point guard still, but it's um, but okay. Well, let's put Boston in. Sure, they're in that mix. I, I don't think. think Denver, Boston, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Miami. If Philly doesn't get Dame, I don't put him in there. I'm fooled. I mean, gold. if they're moving off a of Harden, especially in that situation, I think you it's know, a pretty small list of championship I mean, I, teams. I think right now, as of today, some people would have the Lakers in that list. Just in the conference finals, um, had a good offseason. We'll see what happens to how healthy they were. But like, yeah, it, it's not a lot. I mean, like, I think you have a. Although there is a feeling in Denver, we'll see. But you do talk to people, and it, it does feel like this is the dawn of parity in the NBA right now that like you look around and you see like, like the 70s, like the Warriors, the Warriors are, are a, a crumbling dynasty in some ways. They're getting older and stuff like that. By the I, way, didn't, were you surprised they did not go get another big? Hmm, I don't know. I don't really think it's, I think Looney's pretty much like kind of what they do. Like, um, and Draymond is functionally the big and, and, and stuff. I, I was a little surprised that they went Chris Paul and Corey Joseph. I mean, I didn't think we'd be talking about Corey Joseph today, but like that, that to me seemed like if you have X amount of minimum slots, that was a little bit of a surprise. But I, th- I think you want, you know, especially with Chris Paul, they're going to spread the floor. They're going to run a ton of pick and roll. They're going to use Clay Thompson as a screener, a bunch. They're going to use Draymond Green as a screener, a bunch. Well, Kaminga, they're going to get into space. Hopefully, Kaminga. Now uh, that he, you, and that's the other thing, Colin, is you need those guys for this to work. You need Kaminga. You need Moses Moody. Like they have to play. You have to create those pathways for those guys. But. Um, I do think you can look around and you can make arguments for six or seven teams, um, you know, based on last. I mean, I think we could look at it's not hard to squint and see a version where John Morant comes back focused and Memphis is the team that they were for the first 50 games last year. I think they were one of the best teams in the West. I think, you know, Marcus Smart and that mix is, is really interesting. I think Minnesota in year two of Towns and Gobert will be better, um, you know, and, and they could certainly get better through trade, too. So. It's pretty loaded right now. Um, so I think teams are operating in a way where it's like you look at the situation, you say, like, we need to go for it. Yeah. Dan Wojcicki, L.A. Times. We both like Austin Reeves. I like Austin Reeves. I'm <laughs> I know. Being I'm teasing. I'm teasing. All right. Uh, good seeing you guys. I like Mac McClung better, though. Well, in the dunk contest. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. 
Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Start off in the NFL. Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott spent seven seasons together in Dallas. They were teammates in 2016 and 2017 before Moore moved into coaching. Moore left the Cowboys to become the Chargers offensive coordinator earlier this year, but he still has plenty of praise for Dak. Here's what Moore said, quote, he's the best person, I think the best leader I've ever been around easily, player or coach or anything. I think his ability to connect with the team in all spectrums is rare, and I've never seen it any other way way his work ethic his command I think he's incredible we've all been through the that Dallas journey and he has a phenomenal way of being able to deal with it probably more than your average NFL starting quarterback and he handles it beautifully he's certainly a guy you forever root for yeah I mean I think that's what you have to say and I think it's true so I think because of social media and the avalanches that ensue if you say something controversial, we are living in a time now where people have never been more boring with their quotes, especially coaches. But I think in this instance, it's true. Dak's not a great thrower of the football. He's not a wildly dynamic athlete. He's athletic with a decent arm. But what he is is an intangible guy. And that's how he got the contract. You don't have to worry about him. He's an adult. He's had to deal with some Zeke immaturity and Dez immaturity. He's had to deal with the uh, controversies, right, during social movements. He's always been an ace. He always gets through it. Um, you know, I, I've i never seen him as a, uh, a great arm talent. That's not what he is. But I think for the Cowboys, because of a kind of vanity-led owner, intangibles become really important. Like, you could have a little less talent. Can you imagine Kyler Murray with Jerry Jones? I mean, that would be just too much noise. Like, Dak's quiet. No noise. As you said, with the Cowboys, that could be just as valuable as some physical traits as well. Sticking in the NFL, Bill Belichick has raised some eyebrows at his end-of-the-year press conference when he called out the Patriots, saying they were one of the lowest-spending teams in the league. Some perceive these comments as a shot at Robert Kraft, but he was asked about it and made it clear that money is not an issue in New England. Kraft told Greg Bernard of the Boston Sports Journal that Belichick has never has never not gotten what he wanted from a cash-spending perspective, and there have never been any limits set. Kraft also said money spending will never be an issue or he'll sell the team. Yeah, it's um, years ago when they threatened to leave and they had a bad stadium, but the Gillette Stadium now is a moneymaker with all the real estate around it. Their, they, their game day revenue, I don't have a list of game day revenue. Patriots have to be top 10 in the league. The issue is how they've spent their money offensively. Uh, they've usually gotten their defensive spending right. 
but they've missed on a lot of offensive players. Um, they've, you know, I mean, they've got tight ends that don't separate and receivers that don't separate. So, um, you know, if you if you just took out wide receivers, which they struggle with, if you took the Patriots today and you gave them Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, the roster was the exact same. We'd be like, oh, great defense, great coach, great at home, great owner. They have a hole in the franchise. They've done very little to address it. In fact, they've doubled down on it by re-signing older receivers that can't separate. But it's it's. I, I never look at them and think money's an issue. I, I do think it's been an issue through the years with Cincinnati and the Brown family. Uh, the Raiders don't have a lot. But I, I put them in a class of like eight teams, the Rams, the Eagles, they got a lot of money. Denver owners got a lot of money. Arizona has been a team you worry about. In fact, I know this. Arizona is spending significantly less annually than Seattle, San Francisco, and the Rams. Like, it's a thing that doesn't get talked about. So, Patriots are on a short list of the most affluent teams in the league. We'll wrap it up with this. The Birmingham Stallions are champions again. They defeated the Pittsburgh Maulers on Saturday, 28-12, for their second straight USFL title. Regular season MVP Alex Magoo had 307 total yards and threw four touchdowns in the win. Receiver Deion Kane caught three of those touchdowns and had 70 receiving yards on his way to being named the game's MVP. Well, Alabama's been a dynasty, the Birmingham Stallions. The South, <laughs> the South is doing very good in this football dynasty thing. Yeah. Way to go. Nice team. I still I still contend the receivers and backs in this league look like NFL guys. O-linemen, no. Quarterbacks, eh. Quarterbacks are fun. They're all Taylor Heineke. A little smaller than NFL team want. Arms okay, not really special. Ryan with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Seriously, check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. 
Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Ten NBA years. iHeartRadio podcasting. Okay, so I said this morning, if you just if you were at a bar in twenty years, and you this sounds like a team that would win a title. And I said, remember that KD, Booker, Aiton, Beal, Gordon team that Frank Vogel coached. Like that team was crazy good. That sounds like a championship team. More so than had a year ago, we would have said Jokic, Murray, Gordon, and Porter dominated the NBA. You'd be like, really? <laughs> I, I mean, I look at Phoenix and I'm like, with Gordon and Beal, this is the best shooting team probably since maybe the KD, Steph, Clay teams, right? Like just be, the ability to hit shots. Well, here's the reality. When it comes to Steph and Clay, that's a whole class of his own. Uh, but this is a team that's absolutely loaded. And Chris Paul was was a part of the big three, but we all know that Chris Paul was older. You still have Bradley Bill here uh, in his prime. Eric Gordon was a huge uh, signing. We got to see him this year as a rocket, and Eric Gordon can still ball. He can put it on the deck. He can finish at the rim. And when you need him, he can come in and play some backup or starting point. So, I mean, this is a team that's absolutely loaded. And, Colin, you and I both know it comes down to the little things. It comes down to culture. They're going to have to have a major uh, training camp. The culture is going to have to come in place. And, obviously, we know with every NBA championship and just ask Denver, it's going to come down to health. Um, you know, if we were talking about the Warriors, um, you know, they their backcourt's a little different, but it's the same core, basically. Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney. Um, the league feels like it's getting bigger they're not are I mean I and I tend to be pro warriors I don't know if they match up with some of the other teams do you think they do I honestly don't think that they do uh here's the struggle now um if you are going to play Chris and Steph at the same time you got to protect both of them and Clay has lost a bit of a step so he's not going to be the same lockdown defender that he was so I, I I really am worried with what they do now, when you do play small, the key is going out and getting a big. you got to get a shot blocker. You have to have somebody on the backside that you can funnel those small guys to. Have one guy who can play uh, two, two men. 
Um, if, if the Warriors don't get that, I, I don't have much faith in, in them winning a championship this year. I do think they're extremely competitive. I do think Chris coming along and playing with Steph Curry allows Steph to be free. This is the first time since Iguodala and Livingston where you can really put Steph Curry off the ball and just say, focus on scoring the basketball. Yeah. Don't worry about anything else but being the best scorer you can be. Do you worry that Kyrie is a bit of a ball-centric uh, guard that doesn't defend? It's it's a little doubled down. I mean, generally speaking, you find your star and then you protect him, right? Giannis, give him shooters. LeBron, give him shooters. Steph, give him defenders. Luka is ball-centric and doesn't defend. Kyrie is ball-centric and doesn't defend. What do you make of three years? Look, it, it, it's, it is a concern, Colin. I'd be lying to you if I said it wasn't. But I think what Dallas is going to be able to do in this offseason that they couldn't do via trade during the season is go and get those three, three and D guys. They were hurting without Finney Smith. That was a big loss. Yeah. But they need the guys who can come out and defend and kind of make up for what's missing. And here's the deal, Colin, and we've both seen this. We've raved about it before. Luka Doncic by himself can go out and win you a game. He can go out and get you two and a half, maybe three games in a playoff series. So what Dallas's biggest concern is we're running Luka into the ground. We need a guy who can pick up the slack. Heck, we need a guy, even if Luka's out, can go out and, and, and be that guy and Kyrie's that guy. And the one thing in free agency, or if you go out and trade for a big name, you go out and make a splash, you got to re-sign those guys and you got to keep them on. So whether it's in Dallas for the next three years or a potential trade, you got a great asset there in Kyrie Irving. But I think the idea is to relieve Luka Doncic from having to be Superman night in and night out. Uh, Dame, um, Bam Butler, Dame works. I don't know what they can give Portland, but it does feel like Miami, Ryan, is basically just letting all their shooters go. So it, it feels like they're telegraphing it, right? <laughs> well, well, what you're doing is think about it. Duncan Robinson through the entire season really didn't play. Or if it was Hero, Hero came out. And Hero, you know, um, you know, he was missing during that play of uh, the playoff series. Caleb Martin is a dog. You got him there as an absolute steal. So you're saying, man, instead of Kyle Lowry, we're going to put Damian Lillard in that situation. We're going to keep our culture. Damian Lillard, no disrespect to LeBron, he's the most respected player in the entire NBA, and he fits right in with that Heat culture. And you got a team that maybe physically wouldn't be favored, but top to bottom, culture-wise, you wouldn't rule out them competing for a championship. And just Dame, seeing Dame would, would help. No disrespect to the teams and the players who played with him, but seeing him would help another superstar and culture behind him. I just don't think Damian Lillard has had that. Yeah, I think Portland is going to get a, a bevy of picks that will secure their future. I think Miami would be great. Not good, but great for two years. And sometimes when you make these moves, it's like when the Lakers split Shaq and Kobe up. Shaq won the early part of it. Kobe won the later part of it. You don't always win both ends of the draft. The other team may win quickly. You get the picks and you flourish later. Ryan Hollins, 10 years in the league. we got to run, my man. Good seeing you. All right, brother. Talk so. Uh, we love Ryan coming on the show. No, I mean, listen, the two things you got to do in this league to win championships, find a star. It's hard. But if you go to the last 10 titles, they've been won by Giannis, Jokic, Steph, LeBron, KD, Steph, Kawhi, and LeBron again. Okay, that's what you got to do. There's a lot of titles in this league with Duncan, Bird, Magic, MJ, Kobe, Shaq, LeBron. You got to have a star. The second thing is finding players that can cover for the star. LeBron's never been a great shooter. Wade, never a great shooter. So they got Battier, Ray Allen, Mike Miller, shooters. Uh, Clay Steph's not a great defender. 
I got Iggy. They got Draymond. They got Clay in his prime. So I worry that Luka and Kyrie are the same thing. Neither defends. Both need the ball. Hour three next. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. It's Freddie Prinz Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.